0: Welcome to IsoChat's Theology. I'm Lionel Windsor, New Testament lecturer at Moore Theological College, Sydney. During the COVID-19 isolation, I chatted with lots of my friends and colleagues here at Moore about theology, Christian life and ministry. It's the kind of discussion we'd normally have over morning tea. But the topics are highly relevant to life in a changing world. So I wanted to let you listen in. Enjoy! This is my colleague, Chase, Chase Kuhn, uh, and I'm going to call you Dr. Chase Kuhn uh, to introduce you. And the reason is we're, you know that you are someone with a PhD, and I don't want to necessarily just do that because you happen to be someone with a PhD, but Chase is actually someone whose PhD uh, was in the area of ecclesiology, uh, ecclesiology being uh, understanding speaking about church. Uh, and right now... Uh, Churches throughout our world, really, uh, but particularly here in the the Anglican churches in the Diocese of Sydney and other churches and churches in Australia, are facing all sorts of questions and all sorts of issues as the COVID-19 makes us not gather. (laughs) And it means that in uh, obedience to... the the government, but also just out of love for others. We are not actually going to be physically gathering in our churches uh, in at least the immediate future, uh, if not uh, for perhaps an extended period. Um, We're here at More College. If you're following this this channel of mine, you know, sometimes the the things that I'm doing on the channel is having having dinner together with my family. Uh, Other times, uh, we're going to be having, you know, a little bit more in-depth conversations that are helpful for people. And today's conversation, I think, it's, it's hopefully useful for everybody, but I think we're going to be speaking a little bit, uh, especially to people who are making decisions about church, people like ministers, pastors, um, church wardens, that kind of thing, uh, and those who've had a little bit of theological training, uh, and particularly those who've actually been trained here at Moore College. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the people we're speaking to, and feel free to listen in, but if you, if you hear a bit of jargon or, or that kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, well, that's why. Um, you might want a little bit up in the dictionary or something like that if you hear us speaking jargon, but we'll try to be uh, try to be clear. Um, and what we're doing as well is we're having a conversation. Um, we're not we haven't scripted this at all, uh, and actually we are ourselves still thinking all these things through. And what we want to do is just try to help those people who are ministers and pastors to be thinking them th- these things through themselves as well. Uh, there's I, I I am just amazing and praying for the massive amount of work that ministers are doing right now those who are leading churches suddenly having to adapt to the new situation where we can't gather many who are running you know, online church and some who are set up for it I think our church is pretty well set up for it which for which I'm thankful to God other churches just can't do it um, you know and I was speaking to uh, to Louise our female uh, co- my female co-chaplain where we run a chaplaincy group here and she's um, in a church out at Emu Plains uh, with her husband and, and they're seeking to work out how they can care for the elderly, the vulnerable, the people who may not even have heard the announcement. they're going to turn up to church on Sunday uh, and church isn't going to be on. what are they going to do with them? All those kinds of questions. Uh, huge amounts of work that's going on, uh, just getting the details right and, and I'm sure losing sleep, just just trying to organize all the details. In the midst of it, we need to be thinking theologically about it all. Uh, not because we just need to theorise, but because actually that when, 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 we, when everything's going nice and smoothly, uh, we can run with our normal practices. and So we can think a bit pragmatically and just go, what are we going to do next week for church? When that, when that rug's taken out from under us, we actually have to come back and say, well, what are the principles, what are the things that we need to think through? Uh, and so, in the midst of all that practical stuff, I just wanted to have a conversation with Chase, uh, and we're just going to talk through. Uh, we don't know what we're going to say yet, <laughs> but uh, we're going to we're going to talk through uh, some of those issues. Um, maybe I'll start by saying, Chase, here's here's your book, which I read probably a couple of years ago. Uh, now, and uh, it's the Ecclesiology of Donald Robinson and D. Broughton Knox. Uh, there it is. Now, uh, if you don't know who Donald Robinson and Dee Broad Knox are, that's perfectly okay. Uh, if you've been through More College and if you're around in the Diocese of Sydney, you probably do know who those people are and you may have heard that uh, of this phrase of the, the Knox-Robinson um, doctrine of church or the Knox-Robinson X of church, whatever you want to put in X uh, for. That's uh, the work that Chase did. Um, Chase, I want to say when I read that book, uh, it was a little bit like the experience of when I went to to, to England, I suddenly discovered the, what Christmas was all about. Um, what I mean by that is, not that it, it I'm was, glad it was a, I'm glad it was a gift to you. Yeah. Honest, <laughs> that's, that's right. What you're well, yeah. the reason I'm saying is because when <laughs> i England, I actually understood why we have Christmas lights and why, you know, because it's just dark in England yeah. Yeah, at Christmas time, whereas in Australia, it's not, you know. Yeah. And, and all, the, all the things you do at Christmas time here in Australia, which is weird, like you have snow and everything, made sense in England. Yeah. What you did for me was you're going, I sort of grew up, no. uh, Uh, going to college and that kind of thing. And I was, and through church, I was kind of immersed in Mm. the understanding of church that had come from Robinson and Knox. And you clarified a whole lot of things for me. And I went, I I understand why I think these things now. I do that. Uh, And you also actually clarified they didn't say everything about church. There's a lot of things they didn't say about church. A lot. And that was really helpful as well because I was going, oh, okay. So all the things they didn't say about church – we tend to kind of fill in and assume that it's the Knox Robinson something or other, where it's not necessarily because they didn't say anything. Uh, so I've been talking for a while. That uh, I, I want to say is that was that your kind of feel for for what you were doing when you were? Yeah, I wanted to try to pull together their thoughts
1: on the church, but um, I was particularly interested in how they were holding together a view of the church that stretched across the whole Bible. Mm. And I found that really helpful for me. Mm. I also thought that they were upholding the significance of the church as something that happens, rather than sort of an all-embracing category for the people of God. And I found that really attractive for a number of reasons, that I'll explain in a minute. Mm. But I should just maybe say a little bit about my journey in this. When I started studying ecclesiology, I was all sort of spun out by... Uh, emerging church things that were, were going on. And um, mm-hmm. I- in my context uh, in America at the time, people were trying all kinds of things for church and were saying certain things were better practice or uh, were kind of original practice or whatever else you might say. Mm-hmm. And we're doing away with sort of some traditional kind of institutional notions of the church. And I was quite anxious about, you know, what are we supposed to be doing? I'm thinking mm-hmm. about planting a church at the time. I'm thinking about pastoring a church at the time. And I, I, I thought, if I'm going to do this, I've got to get clearer. Mm-hmm. And somebody introduced me to their um, theology. I really enjoyed reading them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized there's a lot that's being said about them, but not, not a place where I can actually go and get clear on what they're actually saying. And that's mm-hmm. why I did the work that I did. Right. But yeah. I, think, I think in view of the context that we're in now, um, there's, there's such a great opportunity for us, I think, afresh again. In one sense I think it will it will stimulate us to to dig deeper again theologically mm-hmm. because everything we've sort of known is shifting mm-hmm. in terms of what we can actually do. And now we've got to reconfigure. I, I moved cross culturally, that's what it did for me. Mm-hmm. I moved from Los Angeles to Alabama, a city called Birmingham. That really kind of shifted me out of my comfort zone and my my normal context and and it had me forcefully actually ask questions. I had to ask the questions and then moving to Australia after that, again, having to ask new questions in a different context about why people are doing what they're doing, what we should be doing in this context, how this compares or contrasts with other contexts. And ultimately, the foundation we want to keep coming back to, of course, is Scripture. How is Scripture really shaping up what we're doing? So Mm, thinking from theology outwards into a practice. And I think today, I mean, even this weekend, this will be the first weekend that our church is sort of meeting virtually. I mean, this is a ripe time for us to think about what is this thing that we're doing. And um, I'm already seeing people chatting about this on the internet, you know, why why are we even calling this church or
0: should we be careful not to call this church or what what should we say about this thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't we, why don't we start, why don't we dive in, you know, let's think about principles then, you know, what? What are the key principles when it comes to church? What do we need to? Yeah. What are the stakes that we actually do need to put in the ground? Yeah. to say when we're thinking about all these things. Yeah. Um, if I'm if I'm answering from their perspective,
1: which is not going to be everyone's perspective, I recognize uh, Knox and Robinson really held that um, the church in the Bible is something that happens. It is the people of God coming together. In fact, the people of God, what they do as a people is they meet together, and they meet together. As God's people, they meet together before God as God's people. And in fact, I think the New Testament shows us that we actually meet God when we meet with one another. And so there's something intricately woven together in our company together and God's presence with us, particularly because of the kind of activity that we do. We meet to listen to God's word. That's the main thing. So if I could summarize it simply, the church is God's people assembled or gathered together before the presence of God or the presence of Christ um, to hear or share uh, fellowship in the word of God. And I think, um, I I personally think it's a very helpful picture. One of the things it does is it separates out an identity from an activity, which is a bit controversial historically because the church is often thought of as something as a global institution, something that is constant And even now, we're saying, you know, in the face of coronavirus, it's time for us to be the church. Mm -hmm. And I think, actually, that can get messy. I don't just mean this pragmatically, I think it means it theologically as well. It can get messy because church then becomes this all-encompassing category for anything and everything we do as Christians. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think in the Bible, there's something corporate about church and something about together, About church, but there is a bigger picture principle that we still have an identity, even when we're not meeting together, if you will, as God's people. That is, we're a redeemed community, uh, an elect community. And I think that that's actually helpful for us in a time when we feel quite scattered. We're uncertain about this thing that feels like it's coming undone, the church. Mm. It's not at all, by the way. Mm. Uh, Jesus has said, you know, um, the gates of hell will not prevail. Mm-hmm. But it was on a rock. <laughs> it really is built on a rock. But um, here I am thinking, you know, well, my church can't meet for a while. Well, What does that mean? Mm. Well, in one sense, I want to say, rest assured, you belong to God as you are in Christ. Mm. You are one of his people. You've been adopted as a son mm. and a daughter and now his spirit dwells in you and you cry Abba Father that's a a beautiful promise of scripture but with that then I think that drives us towards and and creates an interdependence for us with other Christians that we ought not to forsake even in times like these Mm. and so I actually think that gathering together even virtually could and probably should be called the church Mm. because Mm. of an intentionality of being together Mm. especially for the kinds of ways we're together it's not just to get together to kind of say hi I think that's an important part of our lives but it's actually getting together to say now there's going to be a time we're going to set aside still to hear from the word of God to sing praises to God perhaps or even just report praises mm. to mm. one another mm. um, to offer prayers to God that are in line with the promises of scripture mm. and to offer encouragement to one another so mm. I'm I'm hesitant not to call even virtual meetings church, but mm. there are dangers of that too. We'll talk
0: about that maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, there's a lot of things to, 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 to talk about there, aren't there? Um, you know, are we going to call it church? Uh, maybe to, to think about sort of the larger, so the larger categories that we're actually thinking of. We're, we're thinking about the presence of Christ yeah. by his Spirit yeah. uh, with us, and, and by his word, yeah. and those are two kind of different things, as if, you know, sometimes he's present by his spirit and sometimes he's present by his word. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we are Christ, pre- Christ present with us by his spirit. There, there's some key things. The, the people of God, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a broad theological category, isn't it? It's not actually a category. This is something that I think Robinson, I at least recall Robinson talking about, is that the people of God isn't actually a term that's used very much, you know, in terms... That's that's the thing. I I like Don Robbie in lots of ways because he just keeps taking you back to the Scriptures and going, oh, what does it actually say? You know, that's that's there. But then um, I think his... Uh, his, his relationship with Knox was great as well, because Knox kept saying, yes, but what's the big picture? <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. And that's I things that happen with the church. The Bible doesn't say Trinity at all, but we have a lot. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the people of God. Um, what kind of um, I'm thinking of sort of a, you know, what kind of New Testament um, and Old Testament categories or or, or things are, are, are used to describe the people of God? So Ecclesia, the, 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 the word church, mm-hmm. is used to describe uh, at least the activity, and, and perhaps sometimes the people. Mm. But what what are what are other? Well, you get other you get other words like synagogue or
1: yeah. um, this kind of language as well yeah. that's yeah. used as sort of a collective too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I think in the Old Testament you get these national pictures that are kind of having an identity yeah. of, a, of a of a real particular people. Mm. But I also think it's a people that's marked out by uh, covenant promise as well. Yeah. And so I think uh, that's part of the reason why we talk about the importance of things like the sacraments in mm. in mm. church and the mm. way we believe about the church because it's there that we are again rem- remembering the promises that are made to us as mm. God's people. Mm. And I think that's why we uphold those as marks of the church, in fact. Mm. And so uh, there, are, there are demarcations of a people that uh, exist in Scripture that help mm. us to see
0: this is a special people marked out by God that is by God's election. Think, yeah. In other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna float something. It's things I've been thinking of and I've been wanting to think through them further. Yeah. And haven't sort of thought through them further. Uh, and so now I'm thinking through here for the sake of us. <laughs> that's to fine, think it's further. a risky business. Exactly, that's us. right. So just give disclaimers all clear. over this thing. Right. That's okay, fine, okay. That's this fine. is not this is not the what is it? The Coon Wings Ecclesiology or something? Yeah. Uh, in, my awesome. class, <laughs>
1: in my class, in my class, I heat the virtual heresy brand all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay. always warning
0: students about getting yeah, branded with right. the H. Yeah, that's so <laughs> right. hopefully neither of us will get one today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of a few concentric circles with um, church, the actual activity of gathering at the center. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is actually the activity of not just gathering. You happen to gather, but the activity of gathering because it is about God's Word and, and listening to God and God's presence by His Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's, that's kind of at the centre of the circles. Uh, and then that actually, um, around that, is the idea of body. So I'm thinking, I, I'm a New Testament scholar, so I'm thinking body, because you know, mm-hmm. body is actually a, a, an image that Paul in particular uses quite a lot so yeah. to speak about church. Yeah. Uh, and he uses it in in you know one corinthians mm-hmm. uh and in a very in, you know in a way it is christ's body uh but it's quite tangible you know it's yeah. actually serving one another um and and um and loving one another so that tangible love uh i think in ephesians as well actually there's 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 a bit more of a a tangibleness and a and a mm-hmm. and this earthliness to the idea of body
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh than sometimes we give it credit for in, mm-hmm. in ephesians and even in Colossians. Um, so that idea of body, anyway. In Romans 12. In Romans 12, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and it's a metaphor that, that is, can be used for unity and diversity and that kind of thing. But there's also something, it's, 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 it's body, you know. It's, it's actually something tangible, too, mm. um, that can exist when a gathering doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around that, wrapped around that, um, and based on the, the inner, inner circles, is the idea of household. Uh, and kind of family or, you know, extended family, I guess. And you get those a lot in the pastoral epistles mm-hmm. uh, and 1 Timothy 3.15, which is a, a key verse, you know, the, the church, uh, the, the, the household of God is kind of identified with the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that adds a, a sort of an element of relationship and structured relationship mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, leadership and all sorts of things that are sort of, you know, sort of wrapped around that. And the reason I think in those concentric circles is what's at the centre is is the gathering. And that creates relationship tangible togetherness that can last beyond the gathering. And wrapped around that, um, that, that, that dependent on that, but it still matters, is those kind of issues of of structure and, and, and structured relationship as well. Yeah. I don't know, shoot it down. I've not
1: thought about it before that way. I mean yeah. that's that's really interesting one. I mean, um, I guess my only reservation is whether I, you wouldn't be um, promoting this, but there's no uh, degrees of significance moving from the center outwards mm. or even of authenticity, if you will, moving mm. from the center outwards. Mm. The way that I've always thought about the images is that they are um, they're not synonymous. In other words, they're trying to capture a different angle of the diamond if you will to use that kind of well-worn metaphor. We've mm. got this beautiful gemstone and each way we look at it there's a different refraction of mm. the light that brings a really different kind of color or, or beauty. And mm. the way that I think about the body and then, you know, the temple or the family or the bride, mm. I think I think you're probably right. The body's probably the most prominent ecclesial mm. metaphor yeah. and to me I think that's representing a particular kind of unity, mm. interdependence the yeah. family I think you're right about a particular structural mm. um, unity as well um, the temple about a presence and a mutual mm. dwelling mm. and I think that some of those metaphors as well are, are employed to emphasize the purposefulness of the church for the um, edification as well, so that there is a mutual sharing of something onto a particular end, and that is we both we, we all share the the spirit of Christ, with our each each imbued with our own gifts, if you will, and place so that we are building one another up mm. unto the head, which is Christ, and so, mm. mm. so, so all the buildings. Another, another a building report, is, yeah. an, is an edifying kind mm. of theme, mm. yeah. Mm. Which I think mm. the temple building idea or, or that all mm. kind of goes hand in hand. Although mm. temples often used for mm. presence in particular, yeah. so I've always thought of these mm. as kind of interlaced rather than sort of separating out from the center but it might not yeah. be an unhelpful way of thinking about it i just haven't yeah. thought about it a lot i think yeah. it's really interesting yeah
2: yeah right. Yeah. Okay.
1: well disclaimer. Well, with... maybe we could bring it into the conversation though i mean yeah. how do we think about these metaphors now where we're scattered yeah. yes. and i think some people will say well that's part of the body around the world often mm. about the church so mm. all they're doing their part is the body around the world mm. I think there's a a proximity issue always in talking about that kind of way of Mm -hmm. thinking. And so I always try to envision those metaphors being deployed in a local congregation Mm -hmm. because I think that's where we see the church manifest on earth.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: so we think about a local body, we think about a local family if you will where i know my brothers and sisters my aunts and my uncles yeah. my, my my mother and my father in the faith if you will that mm. are there and present yes. and there are structural things where i'm depending on them as older wiser brothers and sisters to impart particular kinds of wisdom to yes. me and me as hopefully a respectable young man mm. even leading them at points mm. and trying to
0: enthuse them from the truth and encourage them to keep on mm. uh, running the race and that can only happen well, can only happen. Sorry, I said, so, so proximity is really important yes. to that, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Being scattered is not a positive no thing necessarily. No. No, you know, no, it's right. not great to go out to the nations to win the nations. Yeah. So that's a positive thing in one sense, but it's not an idea of scattering, is it? It's no. an idea of being sent
1: rather yes. than scattering. Yeah. Yes,
0: that's right. And so
1: I uh, want to yeah. emphasize a particular interdependence on a local population that has mm. become dear to me mm. spiritually, yeah, yeah, uh, necessary to me yes. in one sense spiritually, yes. yes, and and me necessary to them as well in one sense as we are kind of woven together in yeah. in this community. Yeah, yeah. So I don't always think about. In fact, I don't usually think about it at all in this kind of global sense, but actually very near proximity. But today we're scattered around. Yeah. And so one thing that would easily be jeopardized for us mm. is that our body life. We become quite dependent on a talking head.
2: Mm. And in the worst forms of
1: Sunday ministry, we have all up front ministry mm. and no kind of ministry in the pews mm. where everybody comes in, consumes something, digests perhaps, and then leaves. Mm. And there's very little interaction or effect on other people. Other believers, And so yes. yeah, I think what we have to be particularly mindful of today is how we exercise body life together from a distance to mm. continue depending on one another's giftedness. Mm. And I, I'm actually yeah. anticipating a new way of people's gifts shining in one sense, mm. where uh, they might have been sleepers in the kind of previous context, but now they, they really come online because... Literally, yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> to, to care yes. for us and and, yeah. and um, to serve us in ways that we are desperately needing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. oh, that's true. Uh, just to go back, uh, it just got me thinking. Mm-hmm. As you were speaking about you know, the, the danger of church becoming like a talking head, mm-hmm. um, that's right. I want to go the the thing. So uh, when I try to, I'm trying to think it through. Uh, just let's forget about uh, scattered church for a moment, and let's just think about. What the church that we're used to, mm-hmm. there is something that's very important and positive about stuff happening from the front, mm. because that is an express that is expressing um, what we are gathered to do, which is God's word. Mm. Uh, so, 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 what's happening from the front should be the the unity that the united sort of God's word. So, mm. God's word is being proclaimed, mm. and that's what we've come to do, mm. and we're all gathering uh, in order to respond to God's word. Yeah. And in one sense we want that that's really important. to yeah. have to have yeah. yeah. So so that's good, but then um, if that's all we do, you know, if that is mm. that is someone at the front brings us a God's word or brings mm. us okay, a sermon and then someone else brings us a song that we listen to mm. and maybe sing along to and then someone else brings us a bible reading um, and and you know we, mm. we maybe have someone else doing prayers. Mm. Well, that's an expression of, of great unity in, in those aspects of, of God's word and responding to God's word. But um, we need to actually be responding to God's word. How do we actually yeah. express that? Um, so, in one sense, w- we need to preserve both, don't we? Yeah, so, so, so as we have church, and as we have it in this online, as people are doing kind of online church. We wanna express that unity in God's word. Mm-hmm. We wanna have God, God, God's word, at the centre of what we do. Mm-hmm. And so part of what we do is we do wanna be all singing the same song and all having the the, the to- a few talking heads talking and, and, and proclaiming God's word. But that might be maybe it's easy that's easier online in one sense. You yeah. can do that. So the challenge is gonna be how do you how do you do the the response and the body and all those other things is yeah. You yeah, which I think I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I agree with sort you sort completely of, you know, as well so back and coming back I, think in, yeah. I think it's very helpful Arnold. I do not in
1: any way want to minimize the goodness of um, leadership authority Mm-hmm. Or even um, the prominence of a service leader that's taking us through uh, an ordered service mm-hmm. or even leading us in scriptures uh, as they preach mm-hmm. and teach. So I absolutely uphold that. In fact, I uphold things like ordination for very good reason. Mm-hmm. That we have authorized people that we trust as um, of good character, mm. of sound doctrine, mm. that are actually, you know, qualified, if you will, mm. humanly speaking, to mm. lead us in the sense that they meet certain criteria that the Lord has laid out for us, mm. of what it looks like to be a leader amongst His people, a certain kind of, of purity, of, of a moral upstanding, of a. Again, a doctrinal clarity that needs to be there. So yeah. I I am a leader from the front even. <laughs> I lead right. services and I preach regularly, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to minimize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I think we probably need to be more careful in days like these where we need to look to people that actually are qualified mm. to be a voice of reason in a sense that are going to drive us back into the Bible. And the reason why a minister is qualified is because they've been proven in one sense to be able to rightly handle God's Word mm. Mm. and yeah. be able to take us into the Word and think about yeah. living in light of that Word.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I guess I'm just worried about how we think about all of us then having a responsibility in the church and for life
0: together. Yeah, and I feel like it's going to be increasingly difficult in a day like yeah, this. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, how do, and, and that's right. That's, they're the categories we, I'm sure we need to think in. How can we be a body um, when the hand's over in one corner and the foot's over here and, and the, 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 the connections between them um, are happening over a fibre-optic cable mm-hmm. rather than, uh, yeah. you know, the blood vessels being close, yeah. close yeah. to one another is kind of how we need to think, isn't it? Well, yeah. I
1: guess we can rejoice in the day that we do live in. Mm. I mean, previous times yeah. of estrangement, uh, they were really estranged and, and now we can actually stay in touch. Yeah. I mean, I am cut off from my physical... Uh, biological family right now by the pacific ocean mm. and that i am no longer allowed to yep. cross if you will yes. so yes um i can still speak to my family in real time today yeah in a very meaningful and wonderful way yeah. and i praise god, god for that mm. i really praise god for that and and i could get in touch with people that i wouldn't have otherwise had time to perhaps because of yeah. uh more stringent work hours and things that now mm. i actually can say well Maybe I should phone this person this afternoon. And I think there's the call for us now as a body to be aware of those that we are accountable to. That is, people in the congregation that we typically fellowship with. Mm -hmm. That we need to be mindful of their spiritual well-being. And their physical well-being, for that matter. And so how can we be lifting our eyes beyond kind of our immediate panic zone or, or isolation zone to be thinking about reaching out to those that... Yes. and they desperately need the balm of the word mm. and something that I can minister to them no matter mm. who I am mm. uh, man, woman, boy or girl that I can mm. actually stand in that truth and yeah. encourage them where they're at yeah. okay. I, I think we're, gonna, we're really going to need that these days and yeah. I think
0: we're going to need to be very thoughtful about that And encouraging yeah. that, yeah, absolutely Yeah, I'm, uh, my, my, my brain just had a, an image pop into it um, think of the body the body needs to work together Mm. um you've got you've got your hands and you've got you know your legs and everything else and every part needs every other part and every part is really important Mm. and what we've got right now is it it, it's a little bit like um ministers we need to be kind of surgeons because the body you know my hands come off Mm. so but what we've got is we've got these sort of artificial fiber optic cables that we can use to connect the hand to the arm um, and it's not it's it's not perfect and it's actually not what we are, are aiming for, but that's what we've got. Yeah. So we need to try to to try to put as many of those fibre optic cables into place mm-hmm. and as many just in, and, and it's not just the responsibility though of the of the ministers, is it? It's that every part of the body needs to be reaching out across that digital divide to every other part of the body, yeah. knowing that it's not Perfect. Totally. Um, but but, and it's not going to be easy. And yeah. It's really hard and, and, and going, this finger needs to be saying, uh, you know, I, I, it used to be easy to, to be connected to this finger, but now it's not. How can I make sure that I'm able to be connected and other people are connected? And yeah. Kind of thing.
1: yeah. And I think thinking creatively about who we are actually in fellowship with, in in the body is really important for us to be mindful of and ways to kind of hold the collective together while we're scattered. Yeah, Yeah. And I I don't know how to do that. I I do think that we'll find that there's going to be a whole host of digital resources around
2: Mm.
1: and in one sense I think preferencing our local church, even when production quality may be better down the road or Mm. across the world Mm. would actually be true to the people that we're in fellowship with because that pastor is praying for me Yes. And those people are actually in putting things together to serve me, yes. whoever they are. And actually, they're trying to draw links so that I don't really get lost in isolation, but actually yeah. to stay connected to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really important. I, I don't know if you know about this a lot, but I, mm. I'm sure you do because you teach New Testament,
0: and I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I teach the whole Bible. You teach the New Testament. So. That's, that's, that's always the, the question I'm most afraid of when people say, of course you know it because you're, you just you're teacher. a New Testament. You're a New Testament true, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. I was like, <laughs> that's right. You're a theologian. Yeah. Oh, you read this. <laughs> You know like, about I theology. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: I mean, I've taken people here quite often, but yeah. in 1 John, yeah, um, in chapter 4, there's this great um, command to love. Yes. Right? Especially in chapter 4, verse 7. Yeah. We've been told about what love is in chapter 3, verse 16. We, we, this is how you know what love is, right? Mm-hmm. By this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Mm-hmm. And then it says, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Mm-hmm. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but indeed in truth. Mm-hmm. There's a real command there towards a tangible kind of love. Mm-hmm. And then there's this strange way of thinking about remaining in the Son. Mm-hmm. And and the way that we know it is um, the spirit that he gives us. So at the end of chapter 3, whoever keeps his command abides in God and God in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we think about, okay, I want to remain in Christ. I need to keep his commands. That's, that's what it looks like to live in Christ, is to be obedient to Christ. And the command that Christ is offering us is to love others.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: actually, we know that we are in Christ and that we abide in him and him in us because he gives us his spirit. And then you kind of think, well, I have no idea what that actually means practically. Mm. It seems all pretty bizarre. Yeah. And I'm drawing this to a sharp end here in a moment. Yeah, no, with no, me. That's, well, that's, chapter that's, 4, verse 7 <laughs> I says love this. It. Yeah. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who doesn't love doesn't know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his own Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now here's the interesting bit here, 12 and 13. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So we've never seen God, but now by implication... If we are loving others, then God is actually abiding in us and therefore, in one sense, I think, being visible in us mm. as His love is being perfected. Now, here we go in verse 13. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He's given us of His Spirit. Mm. And we've seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Here's the, here's the, the hypothesis that I've had for a while. I have no idea. I hope it's legit. It seems to me that when we want to know God's presence in our lives, and we want to see God, if you will, Mm -hmm. that comes through the love of others for us Mm -hmm. in the fellowship. Mm -hmm. That is that we all share our life as we live through Christ. Mm -hmm. And we live through Christ by the Spirit that dwells in us. And so in one sense, there is a necessary life-on-life interaction for us to see God and to know God's presence.
2: Mm-hmm. And one of
1: the things you and I were talking about earlier today, mm-hmm. Lionel, is that you know God present with us by His Word. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I love people often is by speaking that truth and love to them. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. way that I love them, is I give can. them the truth, I remind them of truth in times like these, mm-hmm. in days like any day, really. Mm-hmm. But as I do that, actually God is present among us. Mm-hmm. And almost visible among us yeah. because his spirit is so drawing us together in the truth that as I encounter even you Lionel my brother or yeah. or anyone else my sister or or brother that actually we are together in this deep intimate unity yeah. in the truth where our life is yes. and in that we're actually seeing God yeah. in us yeah. and I think there's a great way for us to be mindful of each other so that we don't neglect if you will Yes. the rich access we have even to, to God's presence in us yes. you know, yes. as we serve each other yes. well.
2: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. that's what I'm worried about losing in a day like this mm. Mm. and that's part of the reason why I think the stakes are so high Yes, and we have to be thinking about how do, we, do How that? we serve each other? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you so, may decide
0: to just delete I'm, that whole bit out of your video. No, we, say, no, no that dude, was rubbish. <laughs> part, of, part of this, part of what we're doing is we're not deleting anything really. Great. Right, well, I'm in trouble <laughs> because okay, so, yeah, yeah. we're we're thinking it through. But um, I think that no, I think that's that's important, and, and it, it, it echoes uh, Paul in one Corinthians twelve to fourteen. What's the chapter in between? The chapter, you know, mm. b- between 12 and 14 is chapter 13 about yeah. love
2: yeah,
0: uh, and the significance of love. So mm. it's about the body, uh, you know, chapter 12, you've got the body, chapter 14, a particular focus on edification and the word mm. and the intelligible word being so significant because that's what's yeah. going to build us. Uh, but it's love that is uh, the sort of the high point of, of that. So I, I think that that coheres with yeah. uh, a whole lot of other places. Oh, and, great. And how you how you? Do, I, I've just looked okay on on my church my church's Instagram feed. Yeah. I was just looking before this, um, and what we've got is uh, okay. So I've loaded it up. Now I've lost it because Instagram doesn't like to show you too many things all at once. So I'm going to get it up again. All right. Here's here's our church. Yeah. Uh, six pm, Neutral Bay. Here's the five. Here we go. Right. <laughs> Here's the five things I've got. Online church. Join us for online church. Swipe to see how. Online church. Number one, head to our bio or website. Number two, click the link. Excuse me, I'm getting old. There you go. Click the link. As my eyes aren't working. Um, or, or enter okay they've just got a link there number three join us on Sunday at 10 a.m or 6 pm consider safely gathering as families or in connect groups to join together number four be encouraged and engage don't be shy join the chat and request prayer we care about you number and then uh, we love we love you church see you on sunday so I think that's 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 an, an example of, of so yeah. you do that and particularly that that last bit about being encouraging and engaged trying to use the chat yeah and getting people to, to chat it's not everything uh, but no. it's certainly something, it's an effort isn't it? it's, it's an, an effort, effort. Yeah. that's right
1: mm. and hopefully uh Hopefully that won't be, you know, for any of us, I, yeah. I think that's exactly the right step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And hopefully from there, there's a spin-out then mm, yeah. of people that really take up the call for help. When people call for help, Yes, somebody will, will meet that need. Yeah, or, actually it. Yeah, that's better. right. Yeah. Or if people are honest and willing to say, I'm I'm desperately lonely yeah. and I'm really kind of losing my, uh, my bearings in life. Yeah. Somebody comes yeah. with yeah. that helpful word of prayer, or yes. or steps up to meet them wherever they are. Yes, as they neither does
0: that if, if they can do it safely, physically. Yeah, and if they can't, strengthens that connection. Yeah, um, in a in a different context. Yeah, uh, not just in that hour. Yeah. But actually says, you know, we, we need to, mm. you know, sister, brother, we need, to, mm. we need to keep going with this and keep praying. Yeah. Checking,
1: you know? One of the things I think we should be really careful about is not losing the promise of what God says in his word. And, and that is, I think, uh, Knox and Robinson made a lot of this, that where two or three are gathered, Jesus mm. says he's with them. Mm. And I think that actually coheres with what I just said in 1 John 4, mm. yeah. that God's presence is with us, even as he abides in us by his spirit when we show this love to one another. People have really gone off on this all weird ways. I would just say as well, because you can't meet all in as a congregation, doesn't mean that church has completely come unstuck or that we're actually losing out. Total isolation would be really challenging. And I mm-hmm. think that's why we have to be mindful of those that maybe even in a time that's not even a time of virus are already... Mm-hmm. Isolated. Yeah. yeah. But, but really, when we come together, if we come together to open the scriptures, that there is something rich and wonderful about that time mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we ought not to miss out on. That mm-hmm. actually, Christ is with us in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so we need to pursue those times of actually staying together, mm-hmm. even if it's not the ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we recognize yeah. it's less than ideal. Yeah. And I think it will give us a hunger and desire to be back together in, the, in that close proximity again. Yeah. One other last thing I would just say um, is that I think God's given us good authority structures. Mm. Yeah. And um, and there's a whole lot of other things you could consider, like how, how are we going to um, keep the sacraments in a day like today? Or how are we going to have certain accountability? Well, I do think there are concentric circles mm. in terms <laughs> of, um, like in a home... Mm. I am a father that is, is naturally meant to be looking after my household and loving them and care, and shepherding them spiritually, Yeah. irrespective of my status or, mm. uh, you know, as a theologian or a minister, I am actually meant to be loving and shepherding them in the truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Likewise, I think we have other circles of responsibility and accountability within the congregations that we've naturally set up of yeah. sort of... Chains of command of leadership. Yeah. I think we as as leaders need to be stepping in to make sure that we are holding our people to the faith, encouraging them and nurturing them in the word, or or trying to delegate authority, if you will, mm. so that people are actually staying on board with the truth and not yeah. losing their heads in a day like today. Yeah, yeah. and um, pastorally, it's going to be ever more complicated yes. because of the isolation. Yes. And, therefore, um, people in the pews will have to do extra work, I think, to communicate Mm. need Mm. to Mm.
0: those that are in leadership over them. Yeah, So, so yeah, that's right. Encouraging people to communicate. Yeah. Uh, And uh, there was a... um, I forget who said it, but but the quote is, one of the biggest problems with communication is the illusion that it has happened. Mm -hmm. So people (laughs) think they've communicated, but they haven't. (laughs) There's so many challenges. Uh, Love is sacrificial. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 um, it's about Christ gave himself uh, and and it's actually hard and we're finding it hard already uh, to love is not easy and actually this is is really hard and it's getting harder and harder so um, I yeah, uh, I I reckon we need to be uh, thinking how can we give of ourselves how can we say this is, this is I'm, we're already experiencing things in a small way in our house. We're running out of toilet paper. Okay, yeah. It's tiny, but significant because it can take, I don't know what we're going to do, but it, you know, it'll take extra, it takes extra time to do everything with all this. Yeah. And it feels like, okay, you're stuck at home, well, you've got lots of time on your hand, but actually, you don't necessarily. But what we need to do is keep central how we're going to reach out to people, even though it's hard and it's not ideal, how we're we going to do it and love. Um, we're actually here, we're running out of time ourselves. Uh, this was only meant to go for, well, I think I said 20 minutes or 30 minute. minutes or something. It's gone for longer than that. We've got a meeting that we need to get to as we uh, seek to. We've oh, been dear. all these things we've been kind of doing here at college, haven't we? In you between know? meetings. Usually. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had a meeting on Monday where we said, um, oh, what's really important about, about college is that we're together learning God's Word. And then we had a meeting straight after that. We said, "Okay, how are we're going to deal with not being together?" Yeah. <laughs> so and we're all dealing, aren't we? We're yeah, all trying to deal. So. Yeah. I think um, this is this is always weird to, to pray and and do that uh, over the over the internet. But uh, sure. I figure we should pray. So <laughs> Let's pray. Our heavenly Father, we thank you that by your Holy Spirit you are with us, and by your Son Jesus Christ, by His Word. That you are with us we thank you that you have loved us and we do pray that you would enable us to know that love and to see that love amongst those of us who are in churches uh, that are not able to gather father we pray for sacrificial love uh, and we do pray now especially we pray for those brothers and sisters of ours who are having to make decisions who are on the front line, just often, probably many of them just throwing up their hands and going, what do we do? Father, please comfort, strengthen, help them. Help them to think these things through and help them to love, help them to make decisions. And we do pray for lots and lots of forgiveness amongst our churches as we deal with things that are less than ideal. Uh, There are so many things to pray for, Father, that we do pray that you might uh, enable this to be a time where we continue to come back to you and come back to the truths of your word and that you will unite us and breathe uh, be with us we pray in jesus name amen. amen you've been listening to iso chats theology i'm lytle windsor new testament lecturer at moore theological college sydney if you like this podcast please consider sharing us and please review and rate the podcast on your favourite podcast platform so others get to hear about it too. Video versions are available on YouTube or on my website at lionelwindsor.net. You might also like to check out another podcast I've created called Lift Your Eyes, a series of 70 reflections on Ephesians. By the way, the name for this podcast was created by Adelaide Windsor. The theme music was written and performed by me and Harry Windsor, and the cover art was designed by Ellie Windsor. Love their work. Thanks for listening.